This is episode 100 of the Empowered Athlete Podcast. Hello, everyone. Yes, it is true. We are celebrating 100 episodes with you. And to do it right, we're not going to do all the talking. We have brought in a special guest host, one of our interviewees from the past, skeleton athlete, Cassie Haresh is with us to interview Kari and myself and find out what makes us tick, what makes us tick about the show, the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, from 100 episodes of the Empowered Athlete Podcast and just under 40 athlete interviews. So much is shared about uh, our thoughts and feelings on the show and what has gone on. You do not want to miss this, and you do not want to miss the next 100 shows either. We have some incredible guests lined up for you for this fall and through the winter. It's going to be great. And one thing to note, as a special promotion for this episode, we are giving away one of my Team Canada jerseys. What you're going to need to do is share this podcast, take a screenshot of it, post it on social media, and tag Kari at Empower Conditioning, or Cassie Haresh, or myself. And that will get you entered into the draw for a Team Canada Volleyball jersey. Good luck with that, and thank you for 100 great episodes. And here's to 100 more. Welcome to the Empowered Athlete Podcast, created to support athletes in their pursuit of excellence and inspire others toward their best lives. Hosted by Kari Schneider, coach to top performers in sport and life, and Paul Durden, former national and professional volleyball player. Since the first episode of Empowered Athlete Podcast launched on October 14th, 2018, you two have hosted 39 one-to-one deep, thoughtful interviews with athletes, coaches, and experts. You've also guided listeners through more than 60 additional mindset and real life honest and raw conversations, all to create 100, 100 valuable episodes that listeners can hear over and over again. Yeah, friends, I'm telling you to go check out the archives. I have personally had the pleasure to get to know both Kari and Paul over the last two years, but in the grand scheme of things, that might not sound like a lot, but in uh, the EAP loyal fan group, you know that a lot can happen in a short amount of time for highly driven humans, and our story is no different. So as such, it feels like I've actually known both of these amazing humans both my entire life, and I'm grateful for their friendship, their guidance, and their love. Plus, I'm honored to have been asked to interview them for this, the 100th episode of the Empowered Athlete Podcast. Okay, let's dive right into this. That's so usually reserved for the home front. Wow. You <laughs> don't hear that on the podcast. Every all the listeners are hearing what Paul does on a personal level. His his horn, his sport horn. We're, we're, well, we're here now. We're home. Mouth <laughs> trumpet. Mouth trumpet too. People don't hear the mouth trumpet a lot. Oh. Behind the scenes, people. We're here. That's why we're doing it. Do, do it the mouth trumpet and all of your answers. Ah, nope. oh, do the mouth trumpet. 200th episode, see you there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we only get the horn right now and the mouth trumpet is 100 episodes later. Yep. I'll be here for that too. So stay tuned. But right now okay. we're at 100. <laughs> Let's stay focused. Let's do this. 
Wrangle the cats. All right. You two have worked together in a number of different capacities. People, people maybe know, people don't know. You can talk a bit about that. So tell me, how has this relationship evolved over the years? Wow, we're starting easy. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, we've worked together on making a child, which we were successful at. Oh uh, <laughs> you were successful. <laughs> yeah, our we child is at school. We uh, child, He's working backwards. His brain's yeah. going from <laughs> soonest. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, though, uh, specifically with the podcast, it's... I would say for me, it's been a, a real challenge. And that is because my default operating system is to keep it pretty shallow, keep things to myself, not open up, those sorts of things. And the vision that Kari had for this podcast and the reason it's here is to get into the real stuff, get a little bit uncomfortable, share what's really going on. And so I've been pushed uh, continually throughout the course of I guess, this entire series that it's been uh, by Kari to open up more, to share more, to be real and authentic. And at times it's really uncomfortable for me. I at first hated doing it. Although I believed in the show and the reason that we were doing it for. And so it has been a challenge that way because uh, I've gotten my own way of bringing my best at times and had to work through that with Kari pushing me. And that's brought some friction for our relationship, but great friction, really looking back on it, it's helped me evolve and become a better human being. So that's kind of my take on it. What was, <clears throat> was the question regarding the podcast or was it regarding how long we've ever worked together? Much like you ask questions. I like to just open the door to see <laughs> what happens. And I'm trying to clarify. Uh, Feel free to answer another way. I just kind of, how has the relationship evolved over the years? It can be about the podcast, but you can speak to like your, your relationship as a, as a partnership. As we, we've worked together on a number of capacities. Um, before we were ever together as a couple, um, <clears throat> we, you know, I was his strength coach for a number of years. And then even after we were a couple, I was still your strength coach. I'm still coaching you from a strength and conditioning standpoint. Yep. Just working on the program today for our training. So, uh, so there's, yeah, like we've, we've had to work together from a training standpoint and a sports standpoint for a long time. And that's probably where we've worked really smoothly together because it's both in our professional zones and uh, except, you know, when there's, when one of us is deviating from our professional zone, then it, then there, there's a, a little struggle there, I guess. But um, it's hard to be a couple working in, working professionally together because now it's also into <clears throat> the business and power conditioning. So the empowered, our resets, you know, we're coaching groups of people, taking people through retreats. And so both of us have such a high standard for authenticity, meaning we, we don't want to be saying one thing and doing another. I believe so strongly in walking the walk that I've been talking that, that if we 
are not doing that personally, it just feels really bad. So ultimately, if, if we're not, if we're not aligned together as a couple or cohesive as a couple, then it's not working as well in the business front or in the, in the podcast front. We, when we're aligned as a couple, then we, you know, we work better together. We, it's smoother. There's flow. We have more fun. There's, you know, chippy interactions with no grudges. There's lots of, there's more humor. There's all those things. So yeah, it's, it's tough working together as a couple. Cause if you, if you're not, if something's, if there's a beef somewhere, then that can come out in the work and you don't want that. And yeah, so. But so you can't leave the office, right? Because oh, if there's, yeah. if there's a, a beef or something comes up at work, air quotes. Well, let's now have dinner together. And now let's. Be in the kitchen, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think that some of that, like, so there's been an evolution, right? As you, you both, you've both touched upon that. Do you think that, can you hear it in the podcast in a hundred episodes? Do you feel like you can hear that evolution like transpiring through? I mean, you guys, you always know when you're in the background, you know what's going on between you two when you step into that interview situation, right? And, and I'm always, I'm just curious if you listen back and go like, oh, yeah, I remember what was going on that week. Personally, you and Paul encourage me to listen back on various recordings or presentations or things like that so that I can improve the work that I do. And I tend to just walk away from it and move on to the next thing. So I don't even, I haven't even listened back to one of the earlier episodes, but I'm guessing I'm hazarding a guess that it's changed a fair bit because there's just been so much that has changed personally. So I, I could imagine that, that we'd be able to hear some of the differences. Um, but I try to, I try to not, go back and analyze i just have too much on my plate to to book that in which i probably should book it in <laughs> put it on your calendar <laughs> something else you need to do yeah look at it kari look at it do you guys have a uh paul you first for this one do you have a fond or not so fond memory to share from the podcast hmm. imagine specifically Keep it, keep it. Uh, <laughs> I can't give a specific, but I know that when we have had to get a recording out of Kari and I doing you know, a, a monthly episode where it's just the two of us, that a lot of times, not a lot of times, but just sometimes there's uh, a lot of stress around what's it going to be about and coming up with new topics and trying to think of things that are going to be interesting for listeners to hear about and not just blab. And so there's been a couple times going into it where I've had a lot of anxiety or been nervous about what's going to come out, but then been surprised time and time again of where the conversation goes. And I feel like we get into some real things that can be useful for people to apply in their own lives or just learn from blatant mistakes that I've made or that we've made as a couple. So I think those are the, the least fond memories of the podcast are kind of those pre-show, not jitters, but uh, just stressful feelings that I've had and just wanting to make sure that, that this is good and that we do a good job of it and that it's uh, something that we're proud to put out. And so that's becoming less and less. Uh, I think now we've really found our rhythm and they're just 
playing off each other better in interviews and understanding kind of the direction. I know if Kari is asking some questions on where she might be going with it and how to play off of that a little more. And so that's getting more fun. And I guess the best memories are really just the great laughs we've had all the different athletes and people on the show where we'll just be talking about something completely away from sport, something ridiculous in life that's we can all laugh about. I think those are just kind of the best memories of finding those little nuggets of connection that you wouldn't expect, you know, a three-time Olympic medalist to share the same taste of banana bread as you or something or, or, or whatever it is that it's, uh, you know, just those little nuggets come up, I think are, are the best parts of it. Sorry, yeah, it's that human connection. But I, I think one of my biggest, this is just off of what you said, I'm not concerned about the topic because I can come up with a million ideas. I get concerned about him liking the topic because getting him to agree on a yeah, so Paul wants it a certain way or has an idea, and I'm like, what about this? What about this? What about this? <laughs> you know? And then he's exactly right. Any, any angst we might have had about a certain topic, we finally agree on a topic. Okay, this is going to be it. And then we go into it, and then what comes out is, I think, usually better than what we anticipated because I always want to provide some value, some nugget, something that people can chew on that will elevate their life, their sport, their, their quality of life and, and use, you know, our learnings or failings as fodder for that. So, um, yeah, but then some of the other funny ones, it's, it's like, there've been episodes where, you know, he's running the kids from one place to another and he's in the van doing it. We're trying to get connection and, or we've messed up on a time or, you know, like there's been, there's almost so many of the things have happened where we're just jumping through the hoops, trying to make it happen and finding a way. And those are, that's the, that's the struggle where you find a way. You didn't know how you would, but you find a way. Yeah. One of my best memories that just popped in my head was we did a series of two interviews with Rob Shrimp, And I think it was before the second one. Uh, we're trying to get the show ready and I was in the parking lot in arena in I think it was in Barrie and I don't know where Kari was and Rob was I think he was in Florida or something yeah. and we're trying to get the show started he's got music going he's like hey Siri turn the music off <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey Siri turn the music off <laughs> Siri <laughs> like <laughs> just he's screaming at his you know speaker to shut up and music's going and there's kids running in and out and yeah. It's mayhem and then all of a sudden, okay, we're on and things get going. But uh, those things make yeah, it like, interesting. This podcast in a lot of ways, because the truth is I knew of both of you, but I didn't know you, uh, which is, sounds a bit weird. But if you know who these two amazing humans are, then you'd, you'd know them before you like maybe met them. You're like, oh, I, oh, yeah, I know who that is. And for me, volleyball was such a big thing. And I didn't know Kari because I didn't know who was running that strength and conditioning for the men's and women's teams, but I knew you because I would have seen you and, and volleyball in Manitoba was such a big thing. And this is such a microcosm of your lives. And like, that's what people maybe don't realize. And what I find so fascinating about this podcast, like, yeah, you're serving athletes and coaches in a way to, to really get the behind the scenes realities of sport and of that high performance life but to do so like you're still living your lives and that's what i love about knowing some of that too in the background now that i know know you and hearing like oh yeah this happened and that happened and, but that's what makes it so much more like authentic 
it's great if you have you know a producer and all that studio and we'd love that we would if anyone wants to donate that yeah. in yeah but, we'll take it yeah we'll take it but this is also this is like this is people we're people we're human beings it's the human element that comes into play that i have just like I heard it when I heard the podcast again before I met you and I could hear that, that real lifeness in it. And I was like, oh, I like this. Well, so I've always appreciated that. Your, your podcast, when we interviewed you, was one of the human ones because, because <laughs> somehow out of all the podcasts, your podcast got completely you know, chewed up by the technology that it was that, too good. Just in case anyone was wondering, it was too good for, for the airwaves. So we had to distract yep. it. So, so the world was, could only handle Paul's, a recording. Paul's losing his mind about losing this podcast. And I'm like, I'm just like, okay, well, we have to ask her for our re-interview. We have to. And so he takes it upon himself to, you know, email and get a hold of you. And he says, he starts the email subject line something like something's aw something awful has happened and yeah, it was like tragedy and I was like word <laughs> like horrible, like yeah. horrible oh yeah it was and heart palpitation <laughs> meanwhile Cassie's like what what who's you know has a life yeah. been lost and then he goes on in the email to say we've lost your podcast blah blah, blah. and she's replying going okay okay you want me to talk some more sure call me <laughs> won't be a problem I'm pretty sure i can remember a different version of that story but that's just it right and and you know what came out the first time helped helped us have a second conversation and it was maybe even more powerful and and that's kind of the cool part about like the tragedy of, of real life happening uh through this process so, so is, sorry go ahead oh no 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 you go oh well, i was gonna say somebody else that happened to where it dropped in the middle of like we lost connection whatever it was and i think it was corinne thomas and uh and and it was brutal because they're in the middle of a heartfelt story and then they're gone and you're just like oh <laughs> why pick it back up right where you and felt you're trying it. to bring the emotion back and get back yeah. into the story when it's just been dropped and then you're so emotionally you're frustrated and all this and then you're trying to get back to that place of where everybody's listening in about how the broken bone and the cold water and the horrible you know training camp and you know and you're like oh <laughs> so yeah, those things happen. And to that end, like the struggles that happen on the podcast happen in life too. And I think that I speak for all of us when I say that our successes are often the things that people know us the best for. You know, we look at our bios and stuff and everyone goes like, oh, you're such and such and you did this and this and this and we're known for those things. And you guys do an excellent job of encouraging your guests to talk about those struggles and to really say like, well, here's the reality behind the curtain. And so let's flip that a bit. And what do you guys perceive as your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? And it doesn't just have to be the podcast. I invite this to be. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Kari. <laughs> Thanks, hon. <laughs> Whomever feels no, don't, again, don't don't get like overwhelmed by the biggest. Just what like what's a failure that comes up for you when I say that? Well, and, I, and, you know, what I think that I learned about forgiveness 
a number of years ago. I mean, you know, we've all learned about forgiveness all of our lives, but truly gone through the processes of massive forgiveness and, and what it does for my life. And, and then when, when things were really, really challenging for Paul and I, this is before we started the podcast and we had separated for a short period of time and, but you know, it was like eternity when you're going through things like this. And, um, and what I couldn't see at all, which is just an example of, you know, living in our own, being in the water, not you're the fish in the fishbowl, not realizing you're in water. Um, I couldn't realize how much I had to forgive with Paul and myself in that whole situation. And it just, you know, I, I couldn't see it at the time, even though I thought I'd be able to see that, or I thought I would because I'd gone through such a massive experience forgiving a family member in my life. Um, but I, I guess I don't, I mean, in looking back, it was, it was one of those things where I, I kind of felt like I let myself down, let Paul down and let our relationship down and how long I hung on to so much anger. Um, but I, I don't know that, I don't know that any of that is a true failing because there's always so much to be learned from it. So I really, really practice looking for the lessons in the failures and the lessons in the mistakes and and that big lesson was simply that you know it's it's really hard to see the things that are right in front of you sometimes when they're so personally close to you and that's where um again it's practicing what i preach which is you know being having an objective measure being coached um i don't i don't think that i don't think that we can keep helping others unless we're willing to be to be helped and that's something that i struggle with is being helped so yeah anyway um <laughs> she'll diminish it quietly listeners though she's like yeah anyways so no thank you for sharing that because it's 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 very honest and <clears throat> it's it's come like for you it's come such a long way and i only know a fraction of it so you're doing a great job and i appreciate that share Thank you. Um, Paul, how about you? Mm, biggest failure. <laughs> what instantly pops to mind, which always did throughout my career, was the failure to make the Olympic Games. And like Kari said, you know, we look at these things differently now. Uh, my perspectives changed entirely. And I almost have to change it that my biggest failure might have been just not properly planning for my life and being so singular in volleyball and stuck in that identity as a volleyball player that I think where I let myself down and I'm not, I'm, this isn't an issue I'm feeling now, but where I, you know, looking back where I, I believe I failed was not preparing for life after volleyball and not expanding my identity beyond volleyball while I was in it, that everything I did hinged on it and how I was performing and that produced great results in that area of my life, but let a whole bunch of other areas of my life down. And so I'd say that'd probably be my biggest failure is that uh, I could have come out of my volleyball career, you know, 
at least with a ton of direction or having started some education, something I was interested in, or maybe guns blazing on something had I applied enough time to think about it prior to actually stopping and getting off the court. And so knowing all the problems that lack of preparation caused, uh, you know, directly from our marriage, um, for my relationship with my kids, for relationship with myself, that is probably easily the biggest failure. Um, the old Olympic one was simply because it's so tied to my identity that my identity is a volleyball player. I need to be successful. I need to go to the Olympics. So didn't go to the Olympics. That's the failure. That's like so superficial, but the real failing was the lack of work on myself that I could have been doing. And I have a complete understanding of why I didn't. And, you know, everything's happening for a reason. And, you know, how has that shaped like how yeah. you look at your identity now, though, Paul? Like because obviously you you've come like full circle on a lot of that stuff. Well, it's it's just this continual annoying work in progress of myself. You know, <laughs> it's like my God, it's very <laughs> why do I keep making these same mistakes? Why do I keep having these same thought patterns that don't work that I know now don't work? But at least hey, now I'm recognizing that they're there. You know, it's uh, making the habit of trying to connect with a new friend every week and just getting out of that old operating system. That's just so deeply ingrained. That's the, that's the work now and the frustration now, I guess. Well, it's, it's in there. Those patterns are in there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they like They're it. They just burrow. Yeah. Ah, stay here. And, and that's the kind of stuff that, that those patterns of relationship, the identity piece, that does come up in all of your athlete interviews. Lots of people talk, like you, you get that out of them. They find themselves talking about it, right? Like whether or not you, you prompt them. Um, usually people, and that's what I love about this podcast so much is that people are, are ready to talk when they come and speak to you, which is powerful. Because a lot of times when we share these stories as athletes, when we're in the thick of the competition, there's a bit of a hesitation to speak openly and honestly not only because, uh, like you just touched on, Paul, we're not aware. Like we don't know that it's happening. We just think, this is it. This is all I know. And I'm sure even, Kari, you could speak to the same thing, like when you were coaching the national teams. Like the way that things are, it's just like, that's how it is. You don't realize that 10 years later, you're going to go, oh, wow, and, and look back. So you guys have been able to create such a powerful platform for these athletes in their pursuit of excellence and ultimately help others, inspire others to get their best life. So you guys, I asked you about your favorite episodes. I asked you to give me four of your favorite episodes and you each gave them to me secretly. And uh, I gave you three. Like, I have to pick four. Well, you, gave, you gave me three plus me. So yeah, I'm well, counting that okay. as four. <laughs> he was trying to get brownie points for some reason. Well, I don't know why. You, you, uh, Either way. I was going <laughs> to, actually, I was going to spring that as, and the bonus favorite is that's what there it is. Yes, to do, and they're just buttering me up because they didn't want any other hard questions. But too bad, oh. my journalistic nature. So you actually uh, landed only on one of the same, and so I'm going to talk about that one just briefly. So I don't know which one uh, um, it was. I'm sure you both do. So I will say for the listeners to your list. So Kari's list is uh, episode 70, John Berardi. Episode 38, Haley Wickenheiser, and episode 59, Simon Whitfield. I'll leave the matching one to last now. You know the answer. And Paul, your two minus me, which is episode 56, is Gavin Schmidt, episode three, and Mark Lee, episode 61. The one that you two matched on, saying that it was your favorite episode, was Jennifer Roxerman, episode 49. 
So what do you think about it was, uh, about it, about that episode that you think that really resonated with each of you as, as like a favorite? I've, I went back and listened to it again. I had heard it before and, and it's a powerful interview. She has an amazing story. Um, and, you know, but that's maybe not what it is. So why don't you tell me what it was that made it the favorite? Kari, you're up. <laughs> so bossy. Ladies first. Right. Gentlemen, right. sorry, that's what I meant. What a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, she's, without giving, well, I mean, I'll, I'll give away what's going on there, but uh, we're always talking about the, the sports struggle is a human struggle, and the human struggle is our life struggle. And she was experiencing and is experiencing exactly that. So, you know, if sport is epitomizing life and, or our humanness, I should say, but then that humanness is some version of us trying to survive in this world. She's literally doing that instead of figuratively, because as an athlete, as a professional, as a registered dietitian, she's struggling with cancer and just you know she got raw and got real with everything that was going on and um and i think that it was although however hard it was to hear the reality of it it was refreshing from the sense that then people really understand what it's like for someone who is fighting for their life and doing so in a way that has absolutely no self-pity and doing so in a way that is looking to serve and educate other people so that you know they can understand what it's like for someone with cancer or other people can understand what the journey is like or when you're being told or how few services you have or how bloody painful it is. Or, and so she was just so real and raw and, um, and uh, brave, just, un uh, just incredibly courageous in not only what she experienced, but even just in the sharing of it. And uh, uh, yeah, I think though that's why it just, it landed for me because you can just see how someone with so much life and so much energy and so much to give uh, can be taken and you know how she's doing things unconventionally to to live to live her best life you know she's chosen not to do chemotherapy and radiation in order to preserve the kind of life she wants uh and it's working for her and so just that alone the the miracle of what she's able to experience that alone is is profound so yeah so that's why it was uh it was a fave I can't add much to that. That was a fantastic answer. I would just echo Kari's last point. And it's what really stood out for me was to be facing the diagnosis that she had and to make the decisions she made that go completely against, you know, the, what would be the recommended advice of 99.9% .9 of doctors in the world and to trust her body to trust herself to trust what she has been teaching others about her whole life from a nutritional standpoint as a way out of this or as a way to 
live, as Kari said, her life on her terms was just so incredibly powerful and so unique that it uh, just for me, that's why it set that episode apart. Mm -hmm. To that end, how have you found interviewing these amazing people like Jennifer who have these incredible stories and, and do get very brave? How has it translated into your own process of self-reflection? Uh, it's, it's, it's been incredible for me because as I've talked about throughout the show, I've, you know, struggled with identity and struggled with these different things. And so to hear the reason, again, Kari thought of this show was to share these stories so other athletes out there, whatever they're experiencing, know they're not alone, to know that other people are going through it. And it's exactly that for me, even though I'm lucky enough to be part of the interview, to hear those things, the struggles, the lows, the highs, the, the self-doubt, the worry that other people have allows me to say to myself that, yeah, this is okay to be feeling that way as well. And so yeah, there's a lot of times where I, having been in the athletic world as the people we're interviewing may have been in such similar situations, it's, it's that feeling of, hey, we're speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. like, like, I get you, you, you get me. We, we've shared these types of struggles that a lot of people can't really understand, can't understand what it's like to be on the road for three or four months, living out of a suitcase and trying to compete and deal with all the different things that you deal with. And that common language is uh, also kind of a energizing breath of fresh air to talk the talk again with someone who gets it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think um, in that getting it, it, it also, sometimes people have curiosity about someone that they've revered as a high performance athlete. And when they revere this person, they have this image, this story in their mind of what their life is like and what, what things are like for them. And sometimes I think the podcast opens up uh, a different dialogue that has them realize that, oh, you know, they have a lot of similarities to what I struggle with in school or what I struggle with in work or what, you know, so there's that, that kind of translation that goes across into other areas of life, even though, you know, the bubble of sport ends up being so, um, so specific in so many areas. The other thing I would say in terms of just kind of reflecting and realizing for, uh, for me or for us, I think it's for Paul too, is that I think there's, it, it emphasizes us practicing greater awareness of ourselves and other humans. And so this, this other athletes, people, men, women, just we're, we're practicing this greater awareness of other humans. And there's been times where Paul and I have gotten off a podcast, finished it, looked at each other and been like, oh, they're going to be for a rough go when they retire. Because we can tell where they are mentally right now that, that like Paul or like some other people who we've seen really have challenges, they're so, so all encompassed in sport that if something happens to that bubble or that world for them, we know there's going to be a big struggle. And, you know, at least there's some solace in knowing that maybe the podcast, maybe they know they've got somebody to talk to in us because we get it. You know, maybe they know that, that, that 
there's someone else there that can understand once they hit that wall, if they do, maybe they won't, but there's been times where we both come away going, holy cow, like they're, they're going to be in for a rough go after blank or whatever, mm -hmm. when they retire, once the Olympics are done or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. That feeling of aloneness can really permeate the athletic bubble <laughs> when you're among a t like hundreds of people, but yet you feel like you're just standing in this room by yourself. And that's a powerful, powerful feeling in both the negative and positive aspects. Um, those misconceptions around being an athlete, around high performance, Olympic, whatever it is, as well as a high performance person, there can be a lot of those. I think a lot of us have these um, expectations of others and their lifestyles. And I wanted to ask you as this last question before we do the lightning round, what is a common misconception about you that you want to debunk? Well, can I do Kari and Kari does me? <laughs> sure, sure. I would love Just it. Just to add a little spicy twist yes, to this. Spin it up. So if you've seen Kari, I know this is a podcast, it's tough to do, but- uh, Watch the video, people. Yeah. <laughs> She's a lean, mean wrecking machine. Mm -hmm. You know, veins are popping when she's lifting weights. She's cut. <laughs> but would you believe? Well, actually, I'm sure a regular listeners would because every time Kari asks her favorite food or favorite dessert, right? That's one of her favorite questions to ask because that's right up her alley. So Kari enjoys the odd sweet. That's probably what people may not guess about her seeing her. She's holding up a banana right now to try and deflect, but it's not yeah. working. But uh, yeah, something that you wouldn't know about her is that she uh, has a definite sweet tooth and partakes in all sorts of wine gums, uh, marshmallows dipped in chocolate chips, dark like, chocolate, what? of course. Uh, <laughs> Not a nutrition yeah. plan if you uh, hire her, however, she will not write Right, it. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's going on fairly often, almost on the daily. Yeah. But obviously counterbalanced with perfection in almost every other area of her diet and health and fitness regime. So it's, uh, it is a, a scary truth. <laughs> I love it. I'm ready for polls now. Why, thank you, my dear. Um, <laughs> I think I already outed you on the blow horn and the mouth trumpet earlier. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it, it's what would people not know about you that they would Like a misconception, something they might think about Paul because they see him or they're just like, oh, I bet this about that person. Okay. Hmm. Oh gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the epitome of a good boy. Like, so sweet, so, so nice, so like the epitome of a good boy. But when he goes off, he goes freaking off. Like, like, off. With you there, Paul. Like, like, <laughs> like he has a broken bone in his hand because of his going off. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, so he comes across as so, he's so soft-spoken, so mild-mannered. And, and just, you know, very, very uh, good boy-esque. And uh, do you feel like you saw him play a lot because you, you were a strength and conditioning coach, but do you think that 
you know, before you guys were together, did, could you have imagined that? And same goes for you. Did you think she like, maybe, maybe you knew she liked sweets, Paul. I'm not sure if you saw it. She was like sneaking him when you go, <laughs> she was your coach. But did you, is that something that you saw? Like, cause when you watch, when I've, when I've seen Paul play like back in the day, quote unquote, um, he was a powerful player. Right. So there was, and there was like, f- like fury in there. So you knew it was there, like, but it was when you spoke to him or saw him in interviews, it was very like, oh, yeah, 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 no, I knew <laughs> all my, all my athletes, all my players, I always, before I even knew I was doing it, now I know I do this, but I always profiled everybody and I did it before I was even aware of what I was doing. And that's just mm-hmm. part of me, but no, I, I, you know, the way he was, their entire basement is photos of athletes and push pins and newspaper articles and yeah. red string stretched between people. And it's, it's pretty creepy. In my head. It's really that's, creepy. That's what it looks like in my head. That's what my head looks like. And she's eating marshmallows. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Thinking about it. <laughs> Master plan. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's a plan. Beep test tomorrow. <laughs> no, beep test. It was, uh, it was, I've always, I've said this a lot, but he's, he's one of the hardest and maybe the hardest working athlete that I've ever trained. And I've trained some beasts of just workers and he is a workhorse to the extreme. And so when somebody has that to tap into, there's always, I've always seen, I I don't often say always or never, but I've never (laughs) seen a case where there wasn't something underneath that driving that. He's rubbing his shoulder right now, just thinking about volleyball. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> the pain has come back. Yeah. He's like, I can't. I can't. Ow. Oh, don't make me train so hard. Amazing. Put them through them, so that, that kind of suffering without having something behind it driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And that's why, Paul, you, you did it. She profiled you and she's like, that guy can handle me. no no not consciously but subconsciously you'd already done the profile and you're like okay when he was interested in in uh me i i said very clearly i gotta be superhuman to handle me (laughs) y'all ain't ready for this i believe (laughs) i wasn't ready i I don't know if i'm i I still don't know if i'm ready You're still, you're still surviving. And to that end, the lightning round. Ladies and gentlemen, I've asked Paul and Curry to have some kind of a uh, implement to write with in a piece of paper or a whiteboard or something. I'm going to ask you um, a question between uh, this or that, so two items, and you're going to write your answer and show it to me on screen, and then I'll tell the viewers, and you'll see it if you're watching the video, if they match. They don't have to match. I just want to see where we're at, okay? So we have a few questions. This will be pretty quick. First question. Swim with dolphins or sharks? <laughs> and the answers are. Do we reveal you? Go ahead and tell me, reveal your answers. <laughs> Not a match. So we have dolphins for Curry and sharks for Paul. But he has, what do you have under the bottom there? Sharks. That says in brackets cage. In a, in a cage. I'm not going okay. to swim with. I want the not, adrenaline. I want the adrenaline of swimming with sharks, but I want the the um, higher level intelligence of swimming with the dolphins. They're the smart ones, honey. Yeah. Well, you don't have to agree. Remember, Cardi. She's already trying to coach you on what you need. Just you go and get in your cage with the sharks. You're having two experiences right now. All right. Next question. 
This one's a little, little rated R, but not so much. Would you like oh. to have sex on the beach or in a bouncy castle? <laughs> Let's assume easy. the bouncy castle could, could handle the weight of <laughs> Paul's body. Reveal your answers. Bouncy castle, beach. Okay, well, you're, you're having what? sex. You went beach? <laughs> Paul went bouncy castle. Not a match. Bouncy oh, just sand <laughs> everywhere? Okay, that's, this, what my, oh. that's what my first thought was, but that's what my first thought was. But when she said bouncy castle, do you know how many kids and how disgusting it is? And it's a clean bouncy castle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we whoa. Just put it up for this. <laughs> the, the, like plasticky. It's not like a ball pit at McDonald's. <laughs> like, I can't clean every ball. Yep. <laughs> a beach can be beautiful. You can have a blanket. A bouncy castle is like a freaking. Oh. A clown could walk in. Like it's just gonna get a clown. <laughs> Hi, kids. Rusty examples. What's he doing here? Okay. All right. Uh, next question. This may be easy. We'll see. Uh, would you like to be a cat or a dog? <laughs> well, I know Kari's answer. Go ahead. Well, you don't have to match. I just want to see. I don't know why my mind makes these questions difficult, but <laughs> because it's fun, because it's complicated. <laughs> You're like, but I have to. Can we reveal? Do I have to meow? <laughs> reveal, please reveal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a match. <laughs> he says he wants to be a cat, so a dog for Kari, because she's a super dog person. If you know her, she'll talk. She loves her dogs. Uh, Paul also has converted somewhat to a dog person as well, but apparently he would like to be a cat, but more specifically, he'd like to be a tiger. And this is why he's complicating it, because you're right. I didn't say what what yeah. variety of line. Well, as soon as okay. you said dog, I, I pictured I pictured house cat when you said cat, but then when you said dog, I said, well, what kind of dog? Because I've actually had some experience with different dogs now, and there's some I definitely wouldn't want to be like a. A great thing. So good. So good. Live forever without the internet or live forever without hot water. I was really thinking about it. This is not a dead air time. Well, <laughs> again, I get the questions as soon as. It's not going to happen, Paul. I just want you to pick. <laughs> Currently, he says, go ahead, reveal yours. He says, hot water, internet. All right, well, the two of you, not a match. I have uh, you guys, because I have you guys. Oh. Yeah, that, that was actually really tough. It is tough. That's why I put it on there. I was like, I don't know yeah. what to think about that. I hate cold showers. And you like, take a cold shower every day. Paul. Right. I, I, <laughs> so I'm not really yeah, sure. So I was... <laughs> But I was thinking, does okay. that mean every pool I, I ever get in is cold? Does that mean every, <laughs> yeah, every no beach we go to, ever. it's like freezing, like Georgian Bay? Yeah, lake, like, what? lakes in Canada only. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, want, I want hot water because mm -hmm. you know, like, I've had experience, I've had many experiences with no hot water and it's not good. It sucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I want no hot water because how would we ever broadcast the internet or the athlete podcast without... And well, I mean, we're saying no to the show. You just said no to the show. No, I didn't. Because I have well, you. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I knew that there would be some Together, they have everything. <laughs> one of them has to live without each one. Okay. Paul, you have the internet, but you have no hot water. Can you please use your internet? So Every 10 minutes. Kari, Paul, Paul, can you send me, send, send an email to Cassie? Let her know that. <laughs> <laughs> send an email to Cassie. Yeah, that'd go well. There just needs to be like one clean <laughs> person to get us to where we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> one more. All right. Uh, love or money? 
supposed to answer love here. <laughs> Reveal. Love. Oh, my, this just makes my, warms That's the cockles of my heart. It's easy, honey. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're moaning about the other questions being love, hard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a match. It's a match, thankfully. That was our first uh, match. <laughs> Really? That's I like it. I wouldn't have it. Really? Is this? It's okay. like one of those summer, dating games. Yeah, summer or winter. And you can't have the other one ever again. I mean, sure. Is Let's that say that's we're... what I'm saying. Yeah, when, this or that. One of the or just saying, uh, yeah, I used to pick the other one, but now I pick this one. Reveal when Paul's ready. humming and hawing about it i get it oh. i love people that struggle with these because they just can't wrap their head around choosing one as if the other one's gone forever in real life summers it's a match summer people Good. i nearly put All winter right. because of global warming that winter now is really yeah it's to be careful what you wish you, for you can almost get both i know lots of people are playing golf through the winter now but then you can still i just played golf the other day in 10 degrees <laughs> yep there you go <laughs> it was chilly uh to that to that question being too warm or too cold? The, the, I know, I know. You just want some definitive, like, do you mean I can never have the other one? I understand. No, no. <laughs> too warm is Paul's and too warm. They both want to be too warm. Okay, cool. Uh, mountains or beach? And then we have one more. Mountains or beach? <clears throat> We know Kari wants to have sex on the beach, but I don't know if that's where she wants to be. <laughs> he drew, Paul has drawn mountains. Yes. Some sort of triangles <laughs> and beach. So you guys are going to have to live someplace with both. Uh, currently, you're missing the mountains. And finally, cookies or cake? Oh, easy. Yeah, for him, it's okay. easy. Okay. I don't know the answer to this. Cookies for Paul. So if people Chocolate want something chip. from him and cookies for Kari. All right, so cookies oh. are a commodity. I'm surprised. It's a match. I thought I'd pick cake. I did. You didn't. I could go for Now, now that being said, if, if, I had, if I could only eat one dessert ever again, like, you know, this is, I'm going okay. to the electric chair. You know, they're giving me my last meal. Yeah. It would include Kari's, you know, triple or quadruple layered uh, maple carrot cake. Send me the recipe so, for oh, October it's 1st. Too, it's to die for. It's off the charts. Amazing. So, so for I would those go with cake know, if yeah. I was pushed. So, so just, okay. I mean, again, okay. if this was cake. defined between cookies and cake, it would actually be one slice of that. Well, a little insight into the minds of uh, Kari Schneider and Paul Durden there. Uh, love it as a couple and individuals. And your future interviewers, should you be listening as an athlete. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, the three of us as men as well as other people in our in our world right now, we're doing the sweet free September. So some of these questions were really frustrating me as I went to groceries yesterday and, and was just like, why does everything look so delicious? And as I'm cooking and everything has sugar in it, just don't even, like I can handle it, but it's still really frustrating. So I also miss cookies and cake right now. And uh, I'm excited for October. I have one final question to wrap this interview up. I just wanted to see what would come up for you. Tell me and our listeners about what makes you feel inspired or like your best self. After I'm going to go with Kari because oh. to 
Liv, I know that you, you started off asking what's it like to work together, but to be around somebody who is so passionate, so fired up to help anybody and everybody that comes into her space every day and to see how consistently she has shown up for as long as I have known her, she has been the epitome of professionalism and showing up consistently and consistently learning and pushing and driving for more. It's, it's right in front of my face, that answer. So there you have it. Thanks. Oh, everyone just insert awe right now. Aww. Love it. What was the question? Sorry, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember my answer. Yeah, we, we need this, the can studio audience like full house. We'll put that you know? in the... Uh, um, Inspired yeah. or like your best self? Uh, take us out. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was things like yesterday, you know, we've got, uh, we're running a reset and we've got a coaching group and we have wins Wednesday and, um, everybody's just piling in the winds. We, we created this culture that there's winds coming. And I know that, you know, I know that all of that started because of, you know, a vision or an idea and that just inspires me to know that, okay, we're on the right track. It's, we're going in the right direction. This is, this is awesome because it's making a difference for people's lives. And that's really inspiring. I, I can, you know, I used to think that I loved sport um, I always thought it was sport, but then I started to realize that it wasn't sport itself. It's what, it's who people became trying to reach their goals in sport that I was so fired up by. And, uh, so I think I'm really inspired by human growth and human potential and, and, uh, yeah. And you guys inspire me to be a better version of myself. Guys, well, <laughs> that's exactly what this podcast is about. It's about inspiring others and ourselves. And that's what you have done for 100 episodes. And I am honored and it's a privilege to know you and to be able to be uh, the interviewer for this episode. And I can't wait for the next 100 episodes and Paul's mouth horn or whatever. Mouth trumpet. Mouth trumpet. trumpet. Oh, sorry. Mouth uh, trumpet. There's the mouth horn. There's the <laughs> horn, and then there's yeah. the mouth trumpet. That's what I'm most looking forward to, but also the other athletes. <laughs> I get to hear their stories. Good. So Good. thank you both so much. Thank this you, Cassie, awesome. for hosting. Thank and you, a Cassie. huge thank you to all of the athletes who appeared in the first hundred. Yes. We wouldn't yes. be here without you, obviously, and for everything that they've shared and how raw and open so many of them have gotten with us. That's what really makes this really cool. And you are one of those athletes, Cassie. And because of that, that's how we connected so deeply. So thank yeah. you. And thank you to all the other athletes that have appeared with you. Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Cassie. So much fun.